0: listening to CapChat, the show that connects you to the faces, voices, and stories of CapFam. We help you tap into CapFam, the network of thousands working together to help each other succeed. And this is episode one, choose your own major adventure.
1: See what we did there? We were trying to do a whole choose your adventure major. Yeah, we're punny on this show. (laughs) I'm coming to realize. It's going to be maybe painful, but listen anyway. It's super great. And our special guest, we have Eric Anderson uh, with us, which he is the director of career development. I actually love that title. And then we also have with us uh, Mariah Reichart. I'm saying that name correctly. You are. Yep. All right. (laughs) Well, it's written in front of me, so Hooked on Phonics worked for me. Uh, And we're going to be talking about choose your own major adventure. A lot of you out there are trying to figure out what you're going to do. You're going into this new chapter in life, and you're like, I don't have a major picked out. Everyone at every graduation party is asking you, your aunts and uncles, so what are you going to do? And you don't have an answer. Or maybe you do. Maybe you're very sure of what you want to do. We're going to talk about all those different things. Are you guys excited? Absolutely. Super pumped. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about Director of uh, Career Development.
2: A little bit about career development. Um, I um, basically, I help students choosing majors and careers, and I help them implement those plans. And... Like, what is the best part of that? Like, because oh my gosh, it's working with students. It's (laughs) it's, that's the absolutely most fun part of this job is working with students. And then, uh, another great part of working uh, here is uh, working with faculty. Uh, So, a lot of what we do is partnering with faculty to get Hmm. to uh, places where we can help students.
1: Okay, so like the faculty are are uh, also helping the students in their career development.
2: Right, as advisors, and uh, we partner with them in a couple of different ways where we uh, come into classes to talk about some of these related topics. Okay. Um, and at, at, it emerges in terms of some of the undeclared or students who are not really deciding on their major yet and specific faculty members helping specific students who are, who are um, uh, at least leaning a little bit toward one thing and are curious about that.
1: Uh, a scared straight program. You're undecided, and we're, we're trying to get you. In, no, that's, oh, not that, no. That at all. That doesn't exist. Not that at all. It's just a joke in my mind. Uh, and then Mariah, I'm so excited to have you here. You are decided, undecided.
3: Yeah. So I'm a senior religion major. So I. Wait, you're am, graduating. I am. Exciting I am stuff. in four years. Yay. Um.
2: I. Will
0: I remember.
1: <laughs> Wait. No. Is that not? Do we, can we I mean, yeah, song?
0: is that is that
3: copyrighted? <laughs>
1: I don't think so.
3: We can do it anyway, maybe? I don't know.
0: We'll figure it Sue out. Sue me, I don't care.
3: Um, but so I am actually on my way out of capital and looking back on all those memories from deciding four years ago. But I came in as a conservatory major. Um, so I have really changed the path of my major and went through um, that whole process of trying to figure out what I wanted my major to be early on in those first couple years. So... I'm no stranger to those a little bit feelings of anxiety as you're trying to figure out what you want to do here at Capitol. And then um, kind of the next iteration of figuring out what I want to do after graduation. And I'm very glad for all of the services on campus to help ease and support that transition, too.
1: You felt supported in in all those decisions. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the two departments, right? You're either... Knowing what you want to do, or you don't know, and I guess there's a third category of you know, but what you're you not want to do, quite but then it sure changes. how to
0: actually go back. Yeah, and then it changes, you change because you figure you know, things but you out. Don't really
1: know? Okay, right. all right, man. There's a lot of cat. <laughs> like, there's two kinds of people in this. <laughs> but
2: world. then there's
0: also so many more. So well, so,
2: well, so many students come uh, to talk to us during the fall of their first year, and they are students who have declared their major, and I. One of the things I start with is saying is I ask them what what drew you to that major in the first place, the major that you actually chose that you're no longer interested in, and their response is so often, "Oh, I was just kidding. <laughs> I, I was asked to check something, so so I, I chose I chose X." Ah, uh,
1: well, I mean, thank God for the institutions uh, like Capital that can you know help guide that kind of career path, and it's not like. Uh, what is it? A B movie where you just pick your profession for the rest of your life at graduation? Oh you guys, my
0: remember goodness!
2: Remember that? Just like well, uh, actually, what you just said is is a, a phrase that I hear a lot from students, and I think it's one of the reasons why there's lots of anxiety about the choosing of the major or the dis- or making that making that choice. And that is this phrase you said it for the rest of my life, for right. the rest of mm. your life. I hear that so many times, and so the feeling is real that students have that that choice is. For the rest of their life.
1: If I'm going to be a psychology major, I, I'm. that's me for forever. And that's a
2: real reason why there's so much anxiety.
1: And what would you say to that? Okay, so people listening and experiencing that anxiety immediately, what you're saying is that doesn't need to exist right. because...
2: Well, there's another layer to the, the anxiety, which is just to uh, accept that. In life, people are going to ask you what's your name, and then in college, people are going to ask you the next question: what's your, your major, major right? And, <laughs> right? And so you 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 feel this great pressure that you need to have a very concrete, certain, uh, certain answer. And there are lots of reasons why that doesn't need to be. One of them is cognitive development, where where our brains are not fully mature and developed. Uh, so the prefrontal right. cortex is not developed until we're in our mid twenties to late you know to mid thirties, and so that's the part that That explains a lot of my actions in the past <laughs> ten years. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm gonna tell my wife that. So
2: So there's, so one one answer is that it's very normal to not be certain about something at this point. And another answer is that um, uh, maybe looking at the difference between what is urgent and what is important, like there are some majors that you must begin immediately Okay. Uh, in order to graduate on time in four years. Examples would be? Conservatory of Music. Okay. Uh, Chemistry. Okay. Athletic Training.
1: Those are the ones that you have to... Uh,
2: pre-med. Okay. And Nursing.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, pre-med, I, I know quite a few. That's, that's the example that hit me the hardest of like getting into it and pre-med is so intense. I have a lot of friends that went just the memorization and just the sheer amount of information um, is one of those majors. I feel like from my perspective that people get into and they go, Oh no, I thought I really wanted to do this and it's not for everybody. Right. So how that do you, dis-
0: how do you help students navigate that? Because it's super scary to think that you want to do something and then realizing that it's like harder than you thought or not something that you might be suited for, something that's of interest to you anymore. And that's really, really scary. So how do you then help students be like, okay, it's scary, but there is some place that we could go from here. Sure,
2: sure. So if we use that exact that example of your X pre-med it could be anything it could be psych pre-med, usually it's bio or chem pre-med. okay and somebody starts in that very intense set of uh, set of classes or set of courses and they realize that they're not they're not doing well or hopefully it's just they're not interested they're doing fabulously in the class they just realize it's not a good fit mm-hmm. and um, and so uh, one way to one place to start with that is back to the question that I often ask those students who have who have felt that they were certain is, what drew you to that in the first place? What is it that has that that you're really that you were really excited about that maybe is still alive in you right hmm. now? So maybe they thought premed med uh, because they really love medicine in general. Or maybe it's pre it was pre med because they want to help people. And there are right, all sorts that, of ways of helping people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's a generic like the good. I love that. Yeah. Right.
2: So, um, so what is what part of that is still alive in you? And then maybe are you thinking about anything else? Uh, In every transition, that is, I think, uh, well, I was about to say a a healthy transition. Maybe this isn't true, but in most transitions, there's a there's a push away from something. You're talking about that, Mm -hmm. and usually there's a pull toward something else. And so, if there's only a push away, then we have one approach. But if there's a push away and there's a push toward or pull toward well, then we've got something more to work with. Um, so it, it depends on the individual student. Hmm. Like Mariah, yeah, yeah. Like for you, what was your situation when you were in the conservatory? You, 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 Did you feel pushed away? Did you feel pulled toward? What was the situation for
3: you? Yeah, so I think that for me, the way that kind of, I remember it now, several years away from it, um, is I'd done all the right research, right? Like, I'd taken all the right classes in high school. I'd done the theory already. I knew exactly what I was getting into. I knew how hard it was. And I got here, and I I liked it, and I still love music. Um, I was a vocal performance with an emphasis in theater and opera Mm -hmm. major. Yeah. Um and a simple major yeah a simple <laughs> major one of those ones you have to get in right away right um but it just wasn't a good fit for me and one what, of the what things part of it was
2: not a good what what did you mean yeah. when you say not a good fit
3: so I think so I came into a religion major actually and so maybe it's easier to say what about that that is such a good fit sure um that I love to read. I love reading books and I love thinking about and kind of playing with these really complex and weird ideas. Uh, and like I, what? so one of the things I love taking seriously, these things that we don't often take seriously in the Academy. Right. Um, so one of my favorite projects that I've done is a project on the authenticity of the voodoo in Disney's, the princess and the frog. Whoa. Um, and so I got to spend a semester for my African-American religion class Watching a Disney movie and writing about it and reading these critiques of Disney movies, which is just so cool and so fun. (laughs) Um, And you would never have time to sit down and read all of these articles about depiction and um, ritual practice and all those kinds of things. Um, in a conservatory major, you have to dedicate a lot of your time to a lot of different things. Um, and that just wasn't, I got into it and I was like, this just isn't quite a good fit for me. Um, so there was definitely for me a little bit of time of grieving, Mm -hmm, letting go of that thing that I really wanted to do and had been working toward for so long, but to have, groups on campus and as a first year to join different student groups on campus to kind of help me bridge the gap between this high school identity that I wanted to do exactly this thing and I knew I did and I loved it. And then to get here and be like, Ooh, that's not quite what I want to be. But to have people to kind of walk through that transition with me was really important.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing. I have to imagine that a couple of Disney nerds listening are like, wait a minute, she did what? Yeah. Hold on, how can I get in on that? And I loved Eric. I mean, I stopped being a host for the show, but I think that was just naturally what you do in your job is mm. pulling oh, those. Yeah, sorry for doing your job.
2: <laughs> I loved it. I got to sit back and
1: just, let's see how this pans out. Uh, but that was amazing how you were able to pull those, you know, I I would say general answers. I don't know. It just wasn't the right fit. What about it wasn't the right fit? You have to put those attributes to those kinds of things as you're navigating this journey. And you were able to pull that. I mean, I think I just watched what you do with a lot of students.
2: Did it feel beautiful?
1: It was. (laughs) I... I there was, was a moved. Disney movie in the making right here. <laughs> I know no.
0: with what Mariah was saying about feeling pulled towards something and just having interest in what you're studying. I know, so I'm a film major. And um, two semesters ago, one of the classes that I was going to take ended up not having enough students to fill it. So I needed to pick up a class on a whim. And I ended up picking up um, philosophy in the environment. And I went into the class and I didn't know very much Baseline about philosophy at all. So, I did a bunch of like outside research and like made sure I was really doing the reading so I could participate in class and know what my peers were talking about. And I found this passion for similar to what Mariah was talking about of just how I've always kind of had a passion for how people's minds work and all those kinds of things and Hmm. how different ideas work together and being able to sit down and think about that and just like research random things. And that translates to film because, I mean, you have to think about how people's brains work, how they interact yeah. with each other, taking all these concepts about how people view the world and creating that into something that people can digest and understand. And I think specifically at Capital, that's just the wonder of it, of it being a small school, of you being able to go between departments and having your professors know each other and, um, combining those things, I know I also, I've taken a couple of religion classes too, and I have a lot of friends who are religion majors, and I'm doing an independent study right now where I'm taking one of my friend's thesis and turning that and taking her research and turning it into a short film because Mm -hmm. I found it really interesting and I knew a place um, that really exemplified her research and I wanted to dive into that. And instead of doing that by writing a paper, for me, my brain works in Interviewing these people, finding the nuggets of truth in it, things that are really powerful and weaving that together. And I think that's so cool.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Mary Claire, when you just said, you you said a phrase, found this passion. And I think that opens up another element of this that um, I think that the best way to approach this whole idea is to think about it as finding or discovering we use the word choose but i think that because of the way that students use the word choose like i'm afraid i'm choosing the wrong major i'm afraid i'm choosing the wrong career i'm afraid maybe i'm 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 choosing the wrong path that embedded in choosing is an element of fear mm. and so it's better to think about it as discovering or uncovering or 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 finding huh. and and that's how so many students actually do emerge with their major because they have I've just this week have heard maybe three different stories of students who because they had to pick up a course and they had they chose a course and they discovered in that course that they had this passion they found this passion and then that sent them off and running so Mm -hmm. taking the blinders off and it's and you can choose but choosing restricts and it's important I think to discover or Find first, then choose.
1: That's awesome. So there's some very unique aspects of capital that benefits that navigation of that journey. I keep saying that. But um, basically, the education, uh, how capital is set up, it gives you the ability for flexibility or or developing your own set of majors, minors. I, I, could you talk to that?
2: Sure. Let's. Um, you know, maybe one way of thinking about this is if I could pretend that I'm maybe talking to a prospective student. And, okay. And asking them, would that be okay? Could I be a prospective oh, student? Be awesome. I want to so, go
1: back to school.
2: Flipping my tassel <laughs> into the other <laughs> side. Here I go. It never and, happened. And you're only talking to me because you don't feel a sense of certainty right now. Because otherwise, you wouldn't be talking to me. Okay. Wait.
1: Um, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All right. Out now, brown cow. I'll now, brown cow. <laughs> Role playing.
2: So, hey, hey, Eric. So, so, what are you? So, you're you're thinking about coming to Capital? I am thinking about coming to Capital. And so, are you? Are you thinking? You you said that you're coming in sort of open right now. Are yeah. you thinking about any particular majors? Or I, uh, or you, are you know, are you I really
1: right love history. Okay. I I think I've binged on an average weekend, thirty hours of the History
2: Channel. Uh, so I really love that. So I think that. Uh, it's very, very helpful. In fact, I, I know that it seems like when I'm sitting with students, prospective students, and sometimes with them and their families. And one of the first things I say is, this, I'm rattling off these same five areas that I, that we talked about before. Right, I'm going to name five areas. Okay. And, um, and I want you to think about whether or not you're considering any of them. And it doesn't matter whether the answer is yes or no. Okay. There's a, there's a, I think there's a comforting answer either way. And so those are, again, anything pre-med, nursing, athletic training, conservatory of music, and chemistry. Are any of those things that you're thinking, Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yes. I do like
1: chemistry. I like making things react.
2: Okay, great. So we know at least one course that you're going to take in the fall of your first year. Oh, okay. And then there are are the signature learning courses that you, that will, uh, you'll take some of those during your first semester. And Um, And then you'll be engaging in this chemistry course and you're going to learn, you're going to react to it. You're going to be wide awake. You're going to to pay attention. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to respond to whether or not you find this interesting or not. So the point is that if you are interested in one of those, then we can start to build your first semester courses. Wow. And if you're not interested in any, in any of them, guess what? You have over a year to choose and every single other major is an option for you. Hmm. Then there are five more majors that you need to decide by the fall of your sophomore year. Whoa. And everything else you could decide sometime during the end of your sophomore year.
1: So basically, if I was to say, no, none of those seem to really jump out at me initially, but I would like to dabble in some. There are coursework that I could take and, and realize, oh, wow, that is really exciting or no, I don't think I have.
2: Right. So we would have a conversation. I would, I would learn a little bit more about you. I would, um, uh, I'd help you think through some of your, some of your interest areas. And then we might either uh, realize that some of the signature learning courses uh, tap right into some of your areas of interest and we would, and those would be good uh, courses to have during that first semester. Or um, I would look at the list of uh, courses that we've decided are good starting points for every single major. And so you would maybe name a couple of majors and be would say, well, look, at, let's look at the list and let's see if you could uh, take that course either this or the, in the fall or, or in the spring. Wow. I had a couple
3: friends that worked with Eric kind of in our first couple years as we were coming in um, who were undeclared when they came in um, and all of them are still graduating on time so there's a little plus. I know that that can be really overwhelming from people but like (laughs) yay. Um, So you really do have time and they had this great exploration of lots of different things on campus. They know so many professors from so many different areas. Which is huge. Um, So it's this really cool networking that has actually happened for them and even the classes that didn't end up counting to what they picked for their major, that kind of thing, have given them these great skills that they have this kind of thing tucked in their backpack that they can pull out in a class in their major that's unique to them. So um, it's a way that you don't realize you're kind of building this pool of assets as you're kind of navigating and finding your major.
2: Absolutely. So well put. And the uh, what you said about you know some of those courses you take and, and you, they even though they don't count right um, or maybe you even say at that point in your life, uh, wow, don't know how I'm going to ever use this. how will this be applied? How will I ever apply this? And if you are, again if you if you lean into those courses and you're wide awake, then you will realize later just today I was talking with a student who's a junior, he's an accounting major. And uh, he was giving as an example uh, a religion course that he had for one of his uh, signature learning courses that he thought, "Well, you know, it's okay, you know." <laughs> and now he's realizing, as a junior in accounting, how actually that religion course is relevant to his uh, to his accounting work. Huh. Can
0: you expand a little bit more about what signature learning courses are and why they're significant? Sure.
2: The signature learning courses are a set of, it's more uh, courses that apply to a set of d- specific uh, learning outcomes. So learning outcomes that Capital feels are so important for a well-rounded person that every single student should leave having accomplished those learning outcomes. And so there are, uh, there are a set of courses, lots of different courses that, are, that satisfy those particular learning outcomes. Uh, so that's one reason. That's one reason why they're important. I think another reason why the signature learning courses are important is because they really do span a pretty broad range of fields. And so as students enter into those, they can be exposed to things that they wouldn't normally be exposed to. And as we, we just hmm. talked about, yeah. it's surprise, discovery, and finding of things and not feeling like I'm certain about everything in my life and I'm locking my brain down. I'm remaining open. And so open to being open to surprise is a way for you to discover who you really are.
3: One of the coolest things, I think, about the signature learning outcomes because there are so many different things that can, um, like, satisfy those requirements. Um, I studied abroad, and part of the classes that I took even in Germany when I was studying abroad counted for some of those requirements. So it's not the kind of taking a a class in a lecture room full of hundreds of other students that are Mm. just there because they have to get through but it's these really dynamic experiences that you can learn these really cool things through.
1: Huh. So,
2: <laughs> Eric, Mariah,
1: thank you guys so much for answering uh, what are huge concerns for people and probably calming a lot of anxiety. Uh, is there anything that you guys would say, just like parting words to those that are either very sure or very not sure? Just last, hey. This is what you need to know as you embark on this new chapter.
3: Take a deep breath. You've got time. That's what people keep telling me as I'm starting this Mm -hmm. graduate school journey as a senior, probably in a little bit of a similar place that a lot of those who may be Mm -hmm. listening to this. Um, So just take a deep breath and you've got time. It's all going to be okay.
2: And I would say that with that time, using that time, Any opportunity that you have to engage in experiences, any experience at all, and remain awake and alert while you're in that experience, even if it's a retail sales job, paying attention to how you're reacting to things can give you clues about who you are.
1: That's genius. That's
0: so wise. I feel so enlightened after this. Yeah,
1: this is half of the things that Eric has said. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I saw a motivational poster that had that on there.
2: Uh, Where do I buy that?
1: Uh, So, Eric, I actually wanted to see. I um, love this concept that there are celebrities or like really uh, well-to-do people out there that went to school, uh, got a degree. And I wanted to see if you could guess. Based on your knowledge of them, this is a test. This is a test. <clears throat> hey, life's you deal full with students of them. <laughs> all, all day, and and so now you're Can the I student. Can I
3: write a paper instead? No,
1: no. <laughs> so uh, let's just start with one's personal favorite, Brian May. I don't know. Sorry, guitarist oh. for Queen. Okay. So this is an easy one.
2: Astrophysicist. <laughs> yep, PhD in astrophysics. That's yep. I'm just, I, I can see into your soul. It's one of That's my favorite
3: great. Queen oh my. Facts. Does she? Uh,
1: yeah, and it was from the movie. It was great. Uh, James Franco, actor, director. Mm. <clears throat>
3: I don't know. Am I allowed
0: to guess since I don't know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> English.
1: Actually, uh, he got a um, graduate degree from Columbia University in writing. So, so
2: close. Oh, you were yeah. right. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. Nice job. Most
0: actually this might be giving things away, but most comedians and a lot of times actors cuz I've looked this up um graduated with English or like creative hmm. writing and that kind John of stuff. Mulaney did. John Mulaney did. He does a whole English. bit about yeah. it.
3: Yes, the humanities are important.
0: Mindy yeah. Kaling, I think, uh,
2: BJ not, Novak. We should say that one more time, Mariah.
3: The humanities are important. <laughs> they're well, job the, viable well,
2: majors. The, they are yeah. job viable and they're very, very flexible. So uh, so some of the, so some majors are uh, professional. We call them professional majors. They're majors that the you're either doing something that sounds like the major or it's very clear. I mean, if I'm a nursing major, I'm going to be a if I'm a social worker major, I'm gonna be a social worker. Even if I'm gonna if I'm a chemistry major, I'm gonna be a
0: chemist. See? I'm doing really you're well so at this. Yeah, I'm so excited. So
2: here's a little bit harder, but obviously it's along the same lines. If I'm an education major, I'm gonna be a
0: educationer. Just kidding. It's a teacher. <laughs> That's <funny>. Yes. Right.
2: <laughs> you did exactly the right thing. So um, and then there are these other majors. And so certainly I can't be a religion major and then be a chemist. Hmm. But you're gonna figure that out earlier. Right. And so there are thousands and thousands. Thousands of things that you can do as a religion major, as a history major, as a philosophy major, as an English major. Hmm.
1: Didn't know it. See, there you go. There's the list that you can say, all right, I think I want to go into this. Not so specific and focused. Perhaps not. A little bit more broad, a little bit more flexible. Right.
2: Can I quiz you?
1: Uh Oh, I have one more for okay. you. One okay. more Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs>
2: I have
3: absolutely no idea,
2: and it could be almost anything. It that's, could that's be the almost the, anything. The, the point of your of, of this exercise is that could be anything.
1: He got his doctoral degree in education from Barry University. Okay, wow.
0: Chef. You do go. you know if he
2: uh, do you know if he actually ever uh, worked in that area?
1: I don't know. We should look up. I don't that have up. that on my notes. We should look that up. But uh, yeah. All right. So you want you want to quiz me? Do you have do you have something for me? A, sure. A,
2: so you know what I do? You know my job. Oh, it's you. you what do, do you f- think my undergraduate major was? Okay. All right. Let me. Uh,
1: I actually I'm going to go with an obvious one. I'm, I I was going to go left field, but psychology.
2: It it does make intuitive sense, doesn't it? Chemistry. Okay. And I worked for three years as an industrial chemist. And
1: you were like, ah, I'm done with this. Well, I need there's to a longer story, but we lives. probably don't have time, do we?
2: <laughs> Hey,
1: we can go with it.
2: I love it. <laughs> well, so my surprise was uh, that, uh, well, backing up, I chose chemistry because I was smart in science and math, and everybody told me, <laughs> You're smart in science and math. You should major in chemistry and you're going to, and you'll do great things. Yeah, it'll be great. So the the problem was that they were looking at me and judging me based on my skills and praising me based on skills, but there's a whole other element of who we are that is not, that isn't relevant to just skills. This is so so relevant. I'm so glad we were talking about this. So, so as I was going through chemistry and I was still fascinated by it, I'm fascinated, I'm still fascinated by the universe and I still read chemistry stuff and science stuff all the time. Uh, you know, I can subscribe to Science News. I, st- I still like that sort of stuff. But I realized two things. One, that, um, uh, that actually practicing chemistry for me wasn't the same as, as learning about chemistry every single day, learning new things every week, which is what I really like to do. I really like to learn. I like to understand hmm. things. Secondly, I happened into uh, the job of resident assistant in the residence halls. And, um, and I did that for a couple of years and that's where I felt like I made a difference in the lives of others. Right. So when I got a job in chemistry and I realized, yeah, not feeling it, um, I thought back on my life and I realized, where did I feel like I was really making a difference? Where did I feel like I had a sense of meaning and purpose? It was being an RA in the residence halls. And as it turns out, that relates to a whole field that is, uh, student development. Wow. And so I got a two-year graduate degree um, and um, realized that I loved career planning.
1: See, there's a story out there. Your story's getting ready to be told, and it's going to be great. You're going to make decisions. It's not going to be the wrong one. Nope. You're not going to choose the wrong thing. You're going to, what did you say, discover? Discover, uncover, find.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah, and everything gets you closer to this great thing that you're moving toward. I wouldn't have been at Capital without coming in as a music major. And it was so obviously exactly where I needed to be. I never could have had so much fun or had the success in my program at another university. And so it was exactly that selection of the major at the beginning that brought me to where I needed to be.
2: And similarly, uh, along, if I, if I may, so your story is a story of sort of happenstance. Yeah. The, the, like, like a mistake that turned out to be a, right. uh, a gift. Yeah. And my, uh, interestingly, uh, when I was in graduate school, um, I really yeah. wanted to have uh, an, in, an assistantship as a career counselor. I was realizing that I was really inter- interested in this. And as it turns out, the only position that was available was one that was usually slated only for uh, people who were graduate students. Uh, as a career counselor, graduate students in the College of Arts and of Arts and Sciences, Mathematical and Physical Sciences, and I was the only person who had a, who was developing a background in counseling and had a background in math and math and science. Huh. So I, it was because of my earlier mistake that I was able to get into this into this position that then launched my career. He's he's
1: putting mistake in air quotes for our, <laughs> just our listeners. So it's not going to be a mistake. You're going to be okay. Right.
2: It's a it's I I'm I'm trying to use the mistake with irony. <laughs> <laughs> exactly guys. Thank you so much for joining
1: us on Thanks this show. Exactly. I really appreciate your insight. And this is CapChat. Please comment, like, subscribe, all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're going to talk even more in future episodes about learning outside of the classroom. We'll, we'll probably broach this subject again. It was super good. Mm-hmm. I love hearing people's perspectives on this. Again, this is Cap Chat, the show that connects you to the faces, voices, and stories of CapFam. We help you tap into the CapFam, the network of thousands, working together to help each other succeed. You guys have definitely helped me succeed, or at least feel a lot better about <laughs> yeah. my life and my decisions. Thank you guys so much, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys and talk to you guys again.
2: Thank you. Okay.